Hey guys, Laura Davis here from The Ledger. Uh, this is the Only in Polk series podcast. Only in Polk is a new series in The Ledger where we find answers to readers' questions about life in Polk County. We know you have great questions. What have you always wondered about Polk County? We want to know so we can turn them into stories that we know you'll love. See what it's all about at theledger.com slash onlyinpolk. So this is the fourth episode of the Only in Polk podcast. Um, it's going to be sort of a two-parter, which I'll explain later, but I wanted to give you a little anecdotal background on this one. This is an interesting question to me personally, because I grew up in Lakeland and I have lived off of both Lake Miriam Drive and Lake Seward Drive, which is what the question was about this week. The story is by reporter Gary White, and the question was sent to us by Aaron Sutliff, a six-year resident of Lakeland. She had interesting questions concerning the naming of Lake Miriam Drive and Lake Seward Drive and where those lakes were located. So let's get started. Polk County contains 554 lakes, according to the official tally, or roughly one for every 1,173 residents. It's not clear how many of those bodies of water have inspired the names of local streets, but two roads with water-related names piqued the curiosity of Aaron Sutliff, a Lakeland resident. Aaron said, quote, I've lived here for six years. How did Lake Miriam Drive and Lake Seward Drive get their names? Where are the lakes? How do you say Seward? Well, spoiler alert, I guess, since this is audio, I hopefully am pronouncing it correctly. So Aaron, she's 37. She was born and raised in Sussex County, Delaware, the area where her ancestors had lived for generations. She said, quote, Given this, I am fairly well aware of the history behind a lot of local area names, geographical history, and road development, and definitely proper pronunciations that set apart natives and non-natives. Knowing absolutely no one when I moved here, I do not have that same connection to the area. Erin works at the University of South Florida, and she moved to Lakeland six years ago, soon to be joined by her husband, Brian. She said she's investigated the origins of some local names, such as Drainfield Road, but has been unable to find any historical information about Lake Miriam Drive or Lake Seward Drive. The ledger set out to find the answers. So here's where the second part comes in. We wrote all this about Lake Miriam Drive, but sometimes as a news organization, we learn things from our readers. So originally in the story, we examined how Lake Miriam Drive came to be named. We checked with local historians, which turned up no details on where the name Miriam came from. Well, since this article originally published, several readers and a retired professor further enlightened us. So we're going to talk about that in part two of the podcast. So I'm just going to skip the Lake Miriam part, the original Lake Miriam part, and I'm going to tell you about Lake Seward. And then if you want to hear about Lake Miriam, you'll have to listen to part two. All right. So Lake Seward Drive is a short street. It runs from Lakeland Highlands Road, just north of the entrance to George Jenkins High School, westward to Live Oak Road. It ends about a quarter mile east of Scott Lake, but you can't really see the lake from that area. The location of Lake Seward, as it turns out, is a matter of some disagreement. Local residents pointed a ledger photographer to a wooded lot northeast of the point where Lake Seward Drive turns north to become Live Oak Road. Vegetation mostly conceals a depression, apparently a sinkhole, containing some water. Other sources, though, locate Lake Seward well to the east of that spot. The Water Atlas, a resource managed by the University of South Florida, locates Seward Lake just north of County Road 540A, about halfway between Pollard Road and Yarborough Lane. That location is just west of a two-story house once occupied by country singers George Jones and Tammy Wynette. The Water Atlas lists the lake as 2.67 acres with no mean depth or volume given. 
In an updated aerial photo on Google Maps, though, the place appears as a mostly dry pasture. The label for Seward Lake on the Google Maps image is about a quarter mile north on the other end of a low-lying pasture. That area also appears dry in the aerial photo. So where the heck is the lake? Well, in a summer of record rains, though, water is collected at the place Google Maps identifies as Seward Lake, just west of Oakmont Lane. On a recent afternoon, water appeared to cover at least three acres of the topographical declivity. The water partially submerged a large shed on the lake's north end and an abandoned tennis court behind a house on Oakmont Lane. A purple martin birdhouse on a pole rose a few feet above the surface at the center of the lake. Water covered part of a fence running along the border of that yard where a group of white ibises gathered. It was obvious the liquid level was unusually high. Water surrounded the trunks of a few oak and palm trees, vegetation that can't survive in perpetual wetness. While Lake Seward itself is a transient body, its name evokes deep local history. As Fort Meade native Cantor Brown Jr. details in his book, In the Midst of All That Makes Life Worth Living, Polk County to 1940, two families headed by Zachariah G. Seward and Henry S. Seward migrated from Mississippi to what is now South Lakeland in the 1850s. They settled at a place along the watery spot, which lay on an old military road running from Fort Brook in present-day Tampa to Fort Fraser, just east of what is now Bartow Road. In his book, Brown refers to this reservoir as Seward's Lake. As Brown writes, Zachariah Seward served as a Baptist preacher, and his family brought as many as a dozen slaves with him. Thanks to Luann Mem, Special Collections Librarian at the Lakeland Public Library, for directing the ledger to Brown's book. Aaron also asked about the pronunciation of Seward. Is it Seward, as many seem to say, or Seward, or something else entirely? Hmm. We took the unscientific approach. We consulted two residents of Lake Seward Drive. Both said they pronounced the name Seward. This is very awkward with audio, by the way. It's easier in print. In her email, Erin explained her interest in the stories behind geographical names. She said, quote, Learning some of the rationales behind the names, and certainly the proper name to say them, gives us a tiny glimpse into the history of this area and into the lives of all those who lived here before. She said, I suppose it's a way of respecting where we live and helping to preserve its legacy. We tend to agree. Gary White reported this story. He can be reached at gary.white at theledger.com or by calling 863-802-7518. You can follow him on Twitter at GaryWhite13. So what do you think? Have you been pronouncing Seward right? Did you know there was a lake? Because I sure didn't. I didn't even think about it. All right, so if you like that, you better listen to part two of episode four. Um, In that one, we delve deep into the history of Lake Miriam, where it's located, what it's named after, all this. And it's pretty interesting. It's a little complicated, but it's interesting. I think you'll like it. So we answered Aaron's question, but now it's your turn. What do you want to know about Polk County? It's sort of an interesting place, right? Have you lived here for a while? Heard some weird stuff? Want to know if it's true? Let us know. Go to ledger.com slash only in Polk. There you can read questions that people have submitted, what we're investigating, what we've already answered, and you can submit your own there. If your question gets picked, we'll contact you and let you help us look into it. We'll get an answer for you. Theledger.com slash only in Polk. We'll talk to you soon.